Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, and welcome to the Become Fire podcast. I am your host, Brother Elijah DeLello, with a very excited Father Anthony Ticker. Hello, glad to be here. <laughs> and Father Peter Teresa, to my right. Good to be with all of you this day. I don't know if it's morning or afternoon when you're listening, so it's just good to be with you. It's just good to be here. It's great to be here. Amen. So uh, it is the month of October. That is correct. Can you believe it? It's already October. I can't believe it. I, uh, <laughs> Time actually, flies when you're having fun. I didn't know what month was going to come out of my mouth when I said that it is the month of. I was <laughs> shocked when I said October. Yeah, no, time is flying by for yeah. sure. Um, just tired thinking about it. Father, your foot is in my way. Thank you. Um, the, the great month for saints. We've had Francis. We've had the Garden Angels. We've had Therese. Our Lady um, of the Rosary. Lady of the Rosary. Man, we are we are we rocking got some Babel coming up. We got Ignatius of Antioch coming up. A Saint lot of Luke good coming up. A lot of saints. And you know, October it's it's traditionally a month that is dedicated to Our Lady, along with the month of May. And so uh, we are going to speak today about uh, Our Lady of the Rosary uh, in a particular way. Um, that you know, October seventh, we celebrated Our Lady of the Rosary. And uh, it's not just the the one day, but the whole month uh, that we remember Our Lady, uh, and that uh, in a particular way we remember the the Rosary as a very powerful devotion uh, that the Church has. Um, so, fathers, can you tell us a little bit about the Rosary. Where did it come from? Maybe a little background on it, and uh, and then we can maybe get into a little bit more specifics as as the fathers pull out their rosaries. <laughs> I feel like I just need it for this one. Yeah. You know? um, so the history of the rosary starts with our good friend, St. Dominic. Um, as far as the modern conception of it, we could even say it goes back to the Desert Fathers, including the great St. Anthony of the Desert. Mm-hmm. Um, the Desert Fathers used to go out into the desert and pray all 150 psalms. And it was a way, it was, they would supposedly put 150 rocks into one pocket, and throughout the day, they would count those rocks and put them in their other pocket and did various ways in which they could count which psalm they were on. And so they had all 150 psalms memorized. Well, the, this, the psalms are the prayer of Jesus. I mean, the psalms are these beautiful prayers to God, the prayers of the, of the Jewish people, the prayers of the Christian people, um, the prayers of the, the liturgy of the hours. Inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, they're these beautiful, beautiful prayers. And, um, and so to commemorate those, we have um, the continued kind of aspects of this number 150, which is so important. And we have St. Dominic, who, um, through a vision of Our Lady, received the, the prayers of Our Lady in this call to reflect upon the mysteries of Our Lord's life and Our Lady's life um, through 150 uh, Hail Marys, you know, in 15 decades, um, each one meditating on different aspects from the joyful to the sorrowful to the glorious mysteries. And so St. Dominic preached the rosary. The, his followers, obviously, the Dominicans preached the rosary, and there's been a development different. There's different types of rosaries, different mysteries of rosaries, but kind of the foundation of it would have been this praying of the 150 Psalms and then meditating upon the life of our Lord by asking for the intercession of Our Lady. So, you know, uh, I've heard it said that the, the rosary is also called the Marian Psalter. Mm. Um, and so the, the 150 Psalms, and then, you know, traditionally we've had uh, the three sets of mysteries for the rosary, the 
the glorious, the sorrowful, the joyful. Um, altogether, it's 150 rosary, or excuse me, not 150 <laughs> rosaries. If you could do 150 rosaries, <laughs> folks, please include me in your intention. Yeah, uh, 150 uh, Hail Marys. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it's the Marian Psalter because it's, you know, you're meditating on the scriptures, um, just like Father Anthony, you were talking about, you know, the meditation on the, on the Psalms. Um, a little bit about, you know, you're talking about St. Dominic. And, and receiving the rosary from Our Lady, um, you know the some of the the the, the stories I guess um, that that we've heard, you know, with with Saint Dominic and and his preaching, and um, you know, initially not going too well with um, preaching against you know the heresies in his day, the Albigensian heresies, um, which was a sect of uh, you know Gnosticism, um, where they. They basically were living very ascetical lives, but denying some very important truths of the Christian faith. Um, and that it wasn't until St. Dominic receives the rosary that he's really able to see mm. um, some fruit in his preaching and um, is even told by Our Lady to preach the rosary. Um, but, you know, October 7th itself is, is a day where we re- remember the rosary in a particular way. Um, so if, if, Fathers, if you could tell us a little bit about that day too, and just you know the the what kind of happened on that day that we remember uh, the Rosary um, for, and and how it overcame, you know, something there. And uh, there's pointing, there's pointing. <laughs> <laughs> so just briefly, uh, and 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 broad broad brushstroke, but it commemorates uh, the Battle of Lepanto, and I believe the year 1571 where uh the the catholics the the christians uh were were fighting uh against the the saracens uh the the muslim army uh in the mediterranean coast and uh they were not doing so well they had been uh losing battles and 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 so they called pius v called for for prayer and for intercession uh and in, in this day this great naval battle where i think um the christians were greatly outnumbered um, I don't know the exact numbers and, and and what the odds were, but but not in not in the Christians' favor at all. And so uh, they miraculously won. They say that the, the that they w- were able to win because of of a, of a changing in the winds in the middle of the battle, um, which they attributed to a miraculous cause and the intercession of Our Lady. And so I think even during the battle, Pius V is leading a procession uh, with Our Lady. Um, and they're all praying the rosary and asking for intercession. And so so they win this really important and really decisive battle at Lepanto. And it it turned the tide of of the war and it began uh, the steady decline of just um um Muslim Islamic sort of um spread into the West and into Europe. Uh and so it's this great, great victory for for Christendom um through the intercession of Our Lady at this great uh Naval battle in Lepanto. So we have, you know, that we have Saint Dominic with the Albigensians. Um, that this rosary is, you know, it's just a powerful tool uh, that Our Lady has given to us uh, in these times where it seems like Christendom has its back against the wall in a certain sense, and then Our Lady comes with with her aid through this prayer. Um, but let's break the the prayer down a little bit. The rosary itself. Um, I'm sure most of our viewers have either prayed the rosary before or or know what a rosary is, but uh, for those who m- might not, you know, um, 
what what is the basic kind of outline of the rosary? You know, what are the basic prayers, and and how does this kind of work together? So uh, the rosary it consists of again we're talking about um, decades. You know, decade means ten. Uh, we're talking about ten, ten, ten Hail Marys. We we start by doing the creed. We just want to talk about our professing our faith. Um, this kind of introduction to the rosary. You pray in our Father for the our Holy Father's intentions. You pray for uh, virtues, faith, hope, and charity. Then you move into the meditating upon these mysteries. So you pray uh, simply in Our Father, in ten Hail Marys, and a Glory Be. And that's a decade. There's other prayers that are added. Some people, there's a prayer that Our Lady of Fatima gave to the children of Fatima um, called the Fatima Prayer. Um, there's also, some people like saying a little Ave. I mean, there's different, different aspects to it, but the basis, the core of it is one, Our Father, and this is the prayer that our Lord gave us. And we, so we pray the Our Father that our, our, our Lord taught us, and then we do ten Hail Marys. And, and the Hail Mary itself, it's scriptural. And we were talking about, right, yeah. it's kind of you know funny to me because you know, a lot of our Protestant brothers and sisters, and if you're a Protestant, maybe listening to us, that um, they, 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 they kind of you know, poo-poo the Hail Mary sometimes. Um, but it's kind of funny to me because it's just scripture, we're just quoting scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, we're saying scripture uh, you know, quotes, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. you know? These, uh, this is um, from uh, the angel Gabriel and from uh, uh, the visitation, you know, for right. the Lord is with thee, blessed are thou amongst women, blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. So we're, uh, and then we add on, you know, that we're asking her to pray for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's an additional, so that would be a little bit of, you know, maybe a, the controversial aspect. But at the end of the day, we're just, just quoting these scriptures, these beautiful passages that have been proclaimed over Our Lady's life by the angel Gabriel and by um, Elizabeth in these, visit, these, these times. And we're, me- we're, we're asking these why? Well, because we're asking for her prayers. We're, rem- we're, we're speaking the same words that were spoken of her as to who she is. So we're proclaiming who she is. She is f- full of grace. And we've talked about that in previous podcasts, how important that word is. Yeah. That's her title. That's the title given to her lady. Gabriel doesn't say, Hail Mary. He says, Hail full of grace. Um, that's the title that she is given. She's named. Like, all, like great saints. We talk mm-hmm. about, we, we as religious take names. Great saints take names. Mary was given a name. The name was full of grace. Um, so it's, it's the, the name given to her. Um, so it's saying the Lord is with you. And then saying from Elizabeth, blessed are you among women, blessed is the fruit of your womb. That, that these, are, these are things that were proclaimed over her life. So we're just speaking again things that are proclaimed over her life and then asking for her prayers. So it's kind of a, a speaking forth of, okay, we know who you are. I know that you are full of grace. I know that you are blessed. I know that you're the God bearer. Pray for me. Mm-hmm. Pray for my intentions. Pray for and pray for. And so you go through, you pray 10 Hail Marys. And, and the repetition is important because you're going through 10 times Again, because we're going to get to that 150 number, um, but we're, we're doing 10, 10 at a time because that repetition, it, it's for the sake of entering into the mystery you're meditating upon. So you go through, you meditate upon the mysteries, and um, I'll let Father Petrus talk about the mysteries and why they're important, but, but you're meditating upon the mysteries themselves, and, and in that, this repetition is helping you to enter into the mystery and enter into what you're meditating upon, enter into the celebration and, and of the Lord's life and enter into what he's doing. Then with the glory be, giving all glory to our God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then you kind of repeat. You repeat that going through. Typically, uh, you would do a rosary, be 50 of those Hail Marys. Hail Marys. So, for example, the joyful mysteries, and the sorrowful mysteries, and the glorious mysteries. And then with a Hail Holy Queen. Um, and so these are the, the prayers, kind of the basic prayers of the rosary. Yeah, I, I'll talk about the mysteries, but I first want to just comment on just how important repetition is. Um, and that I think sometimes that we can drive a wedge between um, maybe like a rote 
or maybe wrote slow the wrong word, but like a memorized prayer versus then like a spontaneous prayer. And we can say like a spontaneous prayer is better because it's coming from the heart and, and we mean it. Um, but, and, that, and that's true. Spontaneous prayers are good and beautiful. We need them, but we also need, uh, we also need repetition um, that if, that if our prayer life is just going to be spontaneous all the time, um, that, that there are just times where you just can't do that or you just, you're not in the right frame of mind and that it's actually, we actually need the familiarity of something that is memorized, something that is um, repeated again and again and again. Um, and so we can then surrender to that. You can get lost in that um, and, and hopefully not lo- lost in a good way where, where now you can get swept up into the mystery that you're meditating upon as, as you are, as you're saying these words over and over and over again. And so I think just, um, we need repetition in our lives. We need to, to repeat things. It, it gives us a sense of security, a sense of familiarity, sense of, of comfortability with it. And so then we but have- Just, sorry, yeah. before you go on the mysteries, because yeah. I want to stick on that point for a yeah. second, um, because I think it can't be emphasized enough, because this is one of the critiques of people. Like, I'm bored, I'm bored, you yeah. know? And, yeah. and, and uh, Jesse Romero would say, the, you know, the mass isn't boring, you're boring, right? The rosary mm-hmm. isn't boring, you're boring. Um, well, Because well, we love tradition. Yeah. We love this stuff. Uh, we love the tradition of Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. And we want it to be the same every year, right? We love, you know, we, there's the brothers, we have a Christmas, you know, Christmas traditions. And one of those is uh, we read the night before Christmas, the poem, right? And we do it every year. And Usually Father Athanasius is the one reading it, and all of us kind of like, I get excited about it. You know, mm-hmm. I've heard the poem a thousand times, but I love hearing it again. I love it as a part of our tradition. Even going to, and sorry to go to like a secular example, but I think it shows the, um, don't want to change it too much, but I was reading an article about Blue's Clues. Have you ever heard of the, <laughs> the, the kid show Blue's Clues? I do recall. Well, I never watched it. It was before my time, but I read the article, and they revolutionized, in a sense, kind of the, the genre because they made a decision to repeat the same episode five days in a row. Hmm. Like it was a whole thing. They're like, no, no, we want to do the same episode five days in a row. We're going to release an episode and play it the exact same episode. And they're like, no, no, no it's not going to work. Like, what are you doing? And like, no, no, little kids want because the thing boost goes like give you a clue. And they're like, well, how many how many dogs are in this or whatever the question is? And sure, like, yeah. there's three dogs. And they're trying to teach the kids. And, and kids, as you see, they they're happy like taking that block and putting it through that little square the little cube every single time. Take the cube, put it through the square every single time. They could do it a hundred times over and over again. They love peekaboo over and over and over yeah. again. Why? Well, because there's something about this repetition that's ingrained into us. It's how we learn. It's how we, it's how we um, absorb things. And, and so this repetition, is, is, it's a part of actually our nature. It's a part of who we are, that we actually do. When we think about it, we love our tradition. We love our, the traditions that we have, whatever those traditions are, our pre, pre-football, watching the foot Cardinals right. game you know, tradition or whatever that is. They're a part of our family, they're a part of our lives. There are Thanksgiving traditions, our Christmas traditions, and we, 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 we don't like to break away from them. The true is in our pra- same is true in our prayer, too. The, 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 the secular society wants to discourage us, the devil wants to discourage us, our own flesh sometimes wants to discourage us from actually what we desire. And that is this repetition, this, this continual meditating upon you know, the, these prayers of the rosary and these mysteries over and over and over because they're just they're deep. They're really, really deep, and they go, very, they go so deep that we can continue to plumb from the depths mm-hmm. of them every time we do them. No, absolutely. I was, um, I was having a conversation with my, my dad and just kind of using the example of, of, of how important it is to repeat things again and again. Like we do at the Mass. You know, I mean, the Mass is basically the same every Sunday. And I was saying that like you're a college basketball coach and like if you change the warm-up routine for your team 
before every game. Like we came in, okay, like now we're like we're for warm-ups today, we're going to do layups and then we're going to do defensive slides and then ball handling and and then like and then you changed it before every game. That would be disorienting for them. Like they would not be prepared to actually play the game. That there's something about doing the same thing over and over again that actually helps them then focus um and that they know what they're doing. They 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 know what to expect. Um, so that they can perform at a high level. And so there's just something about the familiar that, that, that really helps us and that, um, you know, it would be, and when we, when we're always changing things and being spontaneous, it can be really, really disorienting. And so the familiar is, is very good and very important. So we have traditionally three categories of mysteries. John Paul II added a fourth category. So traditionally we had the glorious mysteries, uh, the sorrowful mysteries and the, um, Sorry, I did this. Sorry, I got confused. Yeah, order. Yeah. So we did the the joyful, uh, then the sorrowful, then the glorious, uh, and then John uh, Paul II added the luminous. So the joyful mysteries we have the Annunciation with uh, the angel coming to Our Lady and announcing uh, that she's going to conceive the Son of God. Then the Visitation, uh, then the Nativity, the birth of our Lord, uh, and then Jesus being presented in the temple. Uh, and then Jesus being found in the temple when he is about 12 years old. So those are the five joyful mysteries. Um, and then, Father, you want to tell us the, the sorrowful? <laughs> yeah, the that? sorrowful mysteries. Well, I mean, we go to luminous if we want to, because that's just the next Sure, I guess that would be, yeah, I'm sorry. I was good, yeah, um, yeah. Because we have the luminous, which are baptism of our Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the wedding feast of Cana, the uh, proclamation of the kingdom, mm-hmm. the transfiguration, and then the Last Supper. So it's going, so the joyful are going to start at the very beginning right, of Jesus's life, and, and then it, kind of the very first, you know, the pregnancy and then the birth, um, but then you're moving into his thir- when he's 13, you know, the kind of the finding of, of the child in the temple. Then luminous are going to be his life, you know, from the moment of his baptism and his entry into public ministry until three years later, the Last Supper, yeah. when I'm meditating upon the life of Jesus before we get into his sorrow and the sorrowful mysteries. Yeah. So in the sorrowful mysteries, we have uh, his agony in the garden, uh, then his being, uh, his scourging at the pillar. That is the second. Then the third is his crowning of thorns. Uh, fourth would be his carrying of the cross. And then the fifth would be uh, his crucifixion and death. Uh, and then, Father, if you would... And we le- finish it up with the glorious because he arises again. Amen. And we begin. So we're just moving through his life again. And we obviously, the center of his life being his passion, his death, and his resurrection. So the passion being five decades. And into his resurrection. Um, and, and then his ascension. Mm-hmm. Then the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Uh, 40, day, uh, 40 days later, or sorry, 10 days later, so 40 days the Ascension, and then 10 days later, Pentecost, nine days. And then we have uh, the Assumption of Our Lady, and we have her coronation as Queen of Heaven and Earth. And coronation, I, I would love to look at this. I didn't check this beforehand, but I'm pretty sure Dominic promoted, it was actually Last Judgment. Hmm. The coming again of the Lord was that fifth. Um, but it would sometime in history, because there have been different the decades of what are the official right. decades? It's kind of switched in very different Franciscans times. had a seven-decade rosary. Seven rosary. Mm-hmm. There's, there's been kind of different mi- mysteries that people have meditated upon. Yeah. Um, but the one we currently do is the coronation of Our Lady. Yes. And so we have the mysteries of the rosary. Um, and, uh, you know, when we pray the rosary, we, we say, you know, as Father, you were going through, we say the Our Father, and we say ten Hail Marys. Um, and then while we're praying the ten Hail Marys, we, we you know, meditate keep saying that word meditate upon whatever mystery it might be. So if it's the joyful mysteries, we, we begin by meditating upon the Annunciation. Um, I think sometimes why people might struggle with the rosary is because 
you know, uh, in my personal and humble opinion, I, th- I think, you know, we're not really teaching people how to pray uh, that well as a church anymore. Um, and so even when we say words like meditate or meditation, um, so if, if you could, you know, Father Peter Teresa, you know, the, the rosary has, you know, two main types of prayer. It's a vocal prayer and then med- meditative prayer. Yeah. Um, if you can kind of just, you know, parse that out a little bit uh, so people might kind of understand, you know, what it, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing here or how do I approach the rosary? That's a excellent and broad sweeping question. I'll see if I can control my thoughts here in all the different directions they want to go. So vocal prayer, vocal just meaning that, you know, we're speaking aloud. Um, so we're saying the words out loud. We're vocalizing our prayers. And then meditating. Um, and so we are using the the faculties of our minds that God has given us um, to and applying them and, and using them to enter into the mysteries. So we can use our imagination, uh, we can use our, our memory, uh, we can use our intellect, you know, so we can imagine the scene, um, we can use our memory, perhaps you've been there to the Holy Land, perhaps you've seen Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ, or some other, you know, depiction, or there, there are images, there, there are particular paintings or, or, or images of, of, of a scene of Christ's life that, that you enjoy. Um, or, you know, you can just use your intellect and, and maybe read the, the, the scene and, and just kind of think about it and, and, and enter into it. Um, and so we're, we're using, we're using the, the gifts of our, of, our, of our mind, the faculties of our mind that God has given us to, and then applying them to, to these scenes um, and scenes, I guess, I guess mysteries is actually a really, really important word that, that the events of Christ's life, all of them are, are redeeming and, and, and are salvific and, and, and save us in some way. And they're, and they're filled with grace and, and they're filled with, with God's presence. And so you can never plumb the depths of them. You can never wrap your arms around them completely. You can never come to a complete understanding of of what it means for the God man to to have this happen to him or for him to to do these things. And so and so there is a degree in which you are you're surrendered to that too. And and you're you're just entering into the mystery of it and, and pondering it and reflecting upon it and and, and imagining it or, or remembering it. Um and and so so this is just a little bit of, of how one could meditate. And I'd say just pick one thing. About that mystery. So let's say you're praying the joyful mysteries, you're getting to the Annunciation, and, and there's something that, that really strikes you about that. So you read this, this scriptural scene, um, you see, you know, Mary says, uh, let it be done to me according to thy word. All right, the great fiat. And, and so you just spend the decade when you're praying through the meditation and just thinking about Mary saying, let it be done to me according to thy word. And you meditate upon it, you're thinking about it, you're praying, you're kind of, you're doing both at the same time, you're praying the repetitious prayer. It's a repetition you can put your mind, not just on the prayer because it's already memorized, but onto this meditation of this great scene. And then you're saying, let it be done to me. Let it be done to me according to thy word. And, and, and you're kind of entering into Mary's fiat, her yes, and asking that you have the grace to be able to say yes to whatever God puts before you as you're saying that, right? And you just, because it's such a, and then you, the next time maybe the Holy Spirit, and this is why we have to ask the Holy Spirit for his help in our prayer and our meditation. Like, okay, Lord, like, what do you want me to meditate on? What do you want me to think about? What do you want me to pray through in these times? And, the, and like the, as you said, well, going through these mysteries, what's the one thing? I, mean, I just want to think about the, his, the, our Lord being nailed to the cross and the crucifixion, just thinking about that agony that he suffered for love of us, or whatever the case may be in each of these. Ask him for that one thing. 
to meditate on, just to focus your heart. It's quick. I mean, it's you're talking about five minutes or so to get through well, a decade. Less than that, yeah. Um, you're, you're not taking a long, it doesn't take a long time while you're meditating upon these things. And even Benedict XVI said that he oftentimes couldn't finish his rosary because he would get to a decade and just get stuck. He would just get, get wrapped into the meditating upon whatever aspect of the mystery that God had, had brought him to, and he would just plumb the depths, and he would kind of get stuck there. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not about just completing the rosary. Oftentimes, you know, because we're busy and et cetera, we, we're going through, but it's, it's a prayer. It's at times like, well, I better get my rosary. And, and there's, there's times when you're spiritual dry, you're going through a lot that's important to do. Just it's, you're going to have to go through, the, go through that. But there's definitely, uh, the important part is that we're making it a prayer. And if we spend, you know, we're going to pray for half an hour and we spend 20 minutes meditating upon the Annunciation, that's okay. It's like, well, I couldn't finish my rosary, but I was really had a beautiful prayer time with the Annunciation and God was working. Then that's beautiful. Because it, again, it's lifting our minds, lifting our hearts up to God and asking for Our Lady for her prayers. I would also say it's okay if you don't get stuck <laughs> and you're trying to meditate and your mind is racing and and you're just, you have to call yourself back. And, and so that's, um, that's a very common experience where you're praying the rosary, you're imagining, okay, the, the, the angel coming to speak to Gabriel and then you're like, okay, well, I have to like send this email. I have to make sure that like the, the chicken is thawing for dinner and I have to make sure the brothers are doing this, that, and the other thing. And then you're like, okay, wait a second. Wait, what did the angel say again? And so, um, but that's why the repetition is important so that we can just the, the, the just the peace that comes with just repeating the words and, and, and clicking the beads and, and, and we can pray in that way as well. And so it might take us till the third, fourth decade before we're actually recollected enough to, to really enter in, into any sort of fruitful meditation upon a, on, a, on a particular mystery. So, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, thinking about, you know, and, and whatever that, that mystery might be, thinking about that mystery with the Lord and, and meditating upon that. But what if I'm just beginning? You know, I, have, I don't have a whole lot of experience with prayer. And, um, you know, I, I pick up the rosary. I, I need to use maybe like a sheet of paper to kind of pray the prayer. So it's taken me a long time. Um, what would you recommend to somebody who, who maybe have not prayed the rosary before? Maybe they're not totally familiar with, you know, the Hail Mary, the Alpha, Our Father. How, how would you, you know, direct somebody who, who wants to start praying the rosary, but they haven't done it before? What advice would you give or what direction? Uh, so I'm going to say first, like, it's okay. What you're saying, somebody like, I might say words like the visitation and somebody might be like, I have no idea, Father, what you're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. what is the visitation? Okay. So that's okay. Right. That's, that's why it's a part of the process of, um, you kind of, you're kind of jumping into the waters and you're like, okay, what am I meditating about? Like Father Petrus talks about getting a little, like l- reading this little thing, this little pamphlet you can get how to pray the rosary where it not just says the second, second joyfulness of the visitation, but it gives you a little scripture quote about you know, Mary uh, visiting with Elizabeth and what that means. And you, you can kind of come to learn these mysteries as you pray through them. And, and, and so you might have the pamphlet, you might have to read the Our Father, you have to read the Hail Mary over and over and over again, which is so beautiful because there's 50 of them. So eventually you're going to get these things memorized. So I would encourage you, you keep taking daily, every day, pray it, have your intentions, um, trust in related intercession. And the, the, part of, the important part of praying it is you will get these things memorized. You will understand them more. Um, so you have to, it, I just want to encourage you to jump into the water and start waiting, especially if we have maybe some Catholics, maybe you prayed as a kid when you're in grade school, but you haven't prayed your rosary in a long time. Um, she is called Our Lady of the Rosary and Our Lady of Victory uh, for a reason. We talked about the Battle of Lepanto, that maybe you just need, need breakthrough with some aspect of your life. There's really something you pray for. You've got kids who are struggling. You've got, you're struggling. You know, that Our Lady will intercede. 
Uh, we had a, uh, called to those who maybe are, are new listeners, go back and listen to Brother Paul's conversion story mm-hmm. and how, I mean, his penance was to pray three rosaries and he had no idea. It took him like an hour to pray the first one, <laughs> right? He just had to read everything and like couldn't, it took, it took him forever. But um, it led to his conversion because it, he recognized the power. He felt the, the power of our lady, not that moment, but he, it was later in this experience of our Lord overcoming and the power of the Holy Spirit. And he was recognized that, oh man, our lady responded to my, my request, my prayer. So it's not necessarily how good you're doing it, how well you're doing it, but it's, it's, it's entering into what our Lord is doing. I would say if, I would say that's awesome. If you don't know how to pray the rosary and you have to pull out the little pamphlet or pull up some app on your phone or like find something that explains you how to do it and you have to just read it. Um, that's praise God for that. There's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, uh, that would, if, if, just, but just start, just jump in. And perhaps you've never, you know, meditated deeply upon the scenes of Christ's life. Um, and a, a popular way of doing that is, is imagining yourself in the scene. So at the nativity, the birth of Christ, you can imagine yourself as one of the shepherds or, or one of the wise men or the little drummer boy, even though he wasn't there, but you know, it's all right. He's still I'm cool. Usually the little drummer boy. <laughs> yeah. um, or you can imagine yourself as, as Joseph. Um, you know, I mean, that might be kind of far out there for people. Um, or, uh, um, but th- that's okay. Um, and then I would say also too, that if you do find yourself praying and you can't focus on the mystery and all of these things just keep coming to your mind of all the things you have to do, then just surrender them. Just give them to Our Lady and be like, I'm praying this and like, uh, I'm worried about my kids. Okay, then just give your kids to Our Lady. And you're praying this and you're worried about your job. Okay, then just give your job to Our Lady and and let her just take all of those worries and anxieties um, from from you and just surrender them to her. And I remember uh, someone told me that, you know, just when you're holding the rosary, you can imagine you're just holding Our Lady's hand. Um, and so when you put your hands in your pocket and you grab the bead. You just imagine that, like, you're just holding Our Lady's hand. And it's just very personal. It's very simple and it's very tender, but it's very loving. And, and so I would say those are just some ways that I would just, you know, you could enter into it that way as well. Yeah. Just lovingly, you know, holding Our Lady's hand and, and meditating on the life of Jesus with Our Lady, right? Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so pray your rosary, persevere. Um, very easy to just, just go to Google, good old Google, and type in, you know, how to pray a rosary, and you will find manifold. Um, instructions on how to do that. Um, and I don't know that there's a, a single friar who, who couldn't tell you that the rosary has been yeah. uh, deeply impactful in our lives. Um, but we are, we are coming to that time in the show where there will be a question. <laughs> a specific <laughs> type of question. <laughs> because I have a specific type of skill. Uh, you do. <laughs> You've acquired over many years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but that being said, do we have to answer in the form of a question? Because he was just doing Jeopardy. <laughs> no, you have to answer in the form of an answer. And I will ask the question in the form okay. of a question. <laughs> Excellent. If, Father Peter Teresa, you were taken. Like Liam Neeson taken? Yes, you were taken. <laughs> Which super... No, 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 no. Let me, let me try that again. Okay, yes. If you were taken, mm-hmm. which action movie star right would you want to come save you jason Bourne. wow that was quick for sure but Uh, explain explain well i mean he is like sort of brainwashed by the government so that's not cool but um, (laughs) (laughs) but 
So he's got, well, in the movies at least, I don't know anything about the books, but that man is like five steps ahead of everyone. He's got the plan. Um, he's got the wits, he's got the smart, he's got the savvy, and he's like, and he's also just equipped for like any kind of combat, like car chase, hand-to-hand knife, like gun, like he's going to take care of business and he will find me. Wow. Yeah. So Then Jason, you're going to get chased by the government because you're associated with That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> that's all right. I'll be chased by the government one day in my life anyways. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's coming. Well, I mean, it, it feels like the obvious answer is Liam Neeson, you know. <laughs> that is true. But I'm going to go with Gandalf. Gandalf? Am I allowed to say Gandalf? I don't even know. What, wow. Explain. You went off, you went You went outside the box. That yeah, was, I mean, yeah. I'm taken and I want, you know, the man, he's a wizard. Uh, yeah. But he's uh, also, you know, has magical powers. <laughs> I just feel like, I mean, he can, he shows light on things. He takes going Nazgul, like, he, he, fight Sauron like I don't think any bad guy with a gun is gonna have anything that can come against Gandalf so also he's you know just I think I was gonna get you out of a tight spot Hmm. this is true that's a great answer I mean I can't I don't yeah I'm speechless I like I kind of want you to get taken see if Gandalf will come I'm on with the whole fellowship yeah you probably I mean tell me Legolas needs to be there Aragorn I just need the whole fellowship coming after me but when you were saying that Jason Bourne is five steps ahead of everybody, I was kind of thinking, well, what if Jason Bourne was the one that took you? Then I'd be, then I'd be screwed. You're just in trouble. Yeah, it's even just, Gandalf couldn't save you. Well, whoa, th- this whoa, is, whoa, whoa, whoa! This is this. These are worlds that have never collided in my brain before. <laughs> so this might have to be a whole new podcast. Okay. Well, perhaps it will be. Who who knows? But this was extremely self-revelatory. Yes, it yeah. was. It was. So we we just learned a lot about ourselves. We hope in this you have moment. learned many things during this podcast. Um, but we 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 thank you for being with us, and uh, we commend you to Our Lady of the Rosary in this Amen. month of October. Uh, please, especially uh, also, um, there there is a group praying right now for an end to abortion during this month um, to keep that in your intentions. So pray to Our Lady. Uh, Our Lady of the Rosary, and Father Pia Teresa, would you mind closing us out in a prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, you've told us that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but is against the powers and the principalities and the spirits of this age. Uh, And so we know that the weapons of our warfare are also spiritual, and we know that you've given us this great weapon in the Rosary to to bring down strongholds in in our own lives and, and, and and in the world. And so, Lord, we ask that you would just uh, enkindle in our hearts through the intercession of Our Lady of the Rosary, a great love for the Rosary, a great devotion to the Rosary. Um, give us the grace to persevere in praying it. Give us the grace to, to pick it up anew. Uh, give us the grace to, to, to pray the Rosary uh, faithfully and well. We ask all of this through Christ our Lord. The Lord Amen. be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith. That's becomefire.faith. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.